personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Liebcast, and we were just having a very important conversation about foreclosures and my friend Maura McDermott in Newsday talking about how nearly 10% of Long Island homeowners have missed a mortgage payment. And I was telling you that we need a public campaign to get this done. We talked about how the public campaign, even on our radio show, with respect to the Upper West Side homelessness issue, that really got some traction and de Blasio backed down and there's no more people going to be living in the hotel moving forward. We have the same thing just, you know, right here in Jericho. Newsday is reporting Nassau County legislators question plan for Jericho homeless shelter. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying you need to have your voices heard. And last week, we spent a lot of time on the irony of protesters protesting protests. And so what are we telling you? It's good to have your voices heard. Now, you got to follow the law. We're big fans of following the law. This segment, though, I really need to go into, I'm going to go into going back to school because it's been a big thing for me. You know, we have our son, Spencer, who's six years old. He's in second grade and we had back to school week. We had back to school week and we, we have that going on. But before we get into Spencer, I want to tell you about the differences that are going on these days. It's a whole new year in 2020. Why is it a whole new year? Because you got these Zoom towns. NPR is reporting. you got Zoom towns and the new market for the two Americas. And they're talking about how the schools that we had last year, like I know someone who was in Brooklyn schools last year, now they're in school in West Hampton. People are moving, Lauren. Yeah, they're moving in these, quote, Zoom towns are the new trendy thing. The hipsters, a lot of the hipsters from Brooklyn, they're going to Zoom towns. Zoom towns are known as where the remote work takes off. So we see this in the Hamptons, Cape Cod, Aspen, northwest of Lake Tahoe. Speaking of the Hamptons, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab my man, Eric File from Dantastic Hamptons. I want to put him on the line because there's some cool things happening in the Hamptons. He's going to tell us about his Zoom town that, I guess this year, no more Tumbleweed Tuesday. Hold on, Farrakh. Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Presents, presents, presents. Dantastic Hamptons with Eric File. Eric, you are in Zoom land. There's no Tumbleweed Tuesday this year in the Hamptons. I'm so bummed out. Tell me what's going on out with Dantastic Hamptons. That's exactly right. Tumbleweed Tuesday with this delightful, funny little phrase everyone used to toss around the day after Labor Day. The tumbleweeds roll through. The Hamptons is quiet, still beautiful, still bucolic. Not anymore. There are more and more people who've come out from Manhattan they're establishing themselves out here, and this is where they're now living and working from. So the quiet, quote-unquote, off-season is off-season no more. Well, I could imagine they want to stay out there because I was reading an article in Dan's about the Southampton Social Union having 10 years in the making, and the food, they, the pictures, oh my God, tell me about this. Let me tell you, Dan's Taste of Two Forks lives on in the memories of the last great nine summers we did it. And this year, to honor Dan's Taste of Two Forks, we couldn't have a big gathering of thousands of people with the 40 chefs and the wineries like we do every year. We're hoping that'll be back next year. But this year, for the 10th anniversary of that, which coincides with the 10th anniversary of the Southampton Social Club, the chef, Scott Camp, has been at every single 
Dan's Taste of Summer event, Grill Hampton, Taste of Two Forks, Rosé Soiree, you name it, over the last decade. So Social Club is doing a one-night-only menu, 10-course tasting menu that Scott is creating to honor the 10 years of both of those places, the great event, and really the partnership that we've had, and to give people this great, safe, socially distanced night out with a one-night-only menu. It's going to be unbelievable. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about the great food and drink out on the East End. He created, and we've talked about it before, but the union roll, which is the surf and turf taken out of this world. And you've got a lobster roll wrapped with marinated skirt steak. It's absurd. That's You're just, just being dirty. You're just being dirty now. That's, that's, and you know what the <laughs> best part about this, Eric? It's right next to the train station. And people from out of the area can get right there. And I don't know if you read this. I'm very excited about this. There was breaking news this week that New York is going to fine riders $50 for not wearing masks on trains and buses. And I think they were doing that so people can feel safe to get to the social club. And they can- <laughs> no, full motive. That's, that's exactly the, why they changed the well, the Did rules. you hear the food that Eric was just describing, <laughs> I think that you need. Uh, we need to be very safe. They should be Surfing. handing out Purell for the surf, surf and turf. Roll. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. I mean, wear the mask, save the $50, put it toward making a reservation out there. You're going to get lobster ravioli, cold poached shrimp. They've got a duck egg roll. They've got a tuna tower. It is unbelievable. Chef Camp, I don't know if you've ever seen him. You definitely have if you watch Food Network. He's been on Iron Chef America. He was with Gordon Ramsay on Kitchen Nightmares. I mean, he is the real deal, and the atmosphere is beautiful. The food's going to be awesome. It's when is a this? great night out. This is going to be Thursday, September 17th. And okay. you make your reservations online. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot, socialclub10.com. And they're going to sell it out. I mean, they're doing the distance table. What they've really been so ahead of out here, even before all the rules and regulations, Ian Duke and Scott, they set the tables up outside. They're far apart. There's no moving. Everyone's wearing a mask. It's a perfect setting, and they're implementing all of that with this menu and this celebration. It's going to be just a great night. And, Eric, it's not just there in Southampton where they're doing things with masks and smart things to have great nights. I'm reading that East Hampton Town is launching for the Health of Our Community campaign. Can you tell us about that? Because we want everyone to be healthy out there. Oh, my goodness. We absolutely do. I mean, the fact is we're saying that more and more people are coming out here and spending more time out here, it's going to be a very different, more crowded space, whether you're in a restaurant, whether you're on the street. So what they launched right for Labor Day weekend is called For the Health of Our Community. It's really a public awareness campaign to remind everybody out there, wear a face mask in public, practice social distancing, keep up good hygiene, and we're going to be along this great path that we've been traveling. The infection rates in East Hampton Town, they've remained consistency low. But as again, things are changing. We want to make sure that COVID-19 does not creep back and the numbers don't creep back. And they want to make sure that the Hampton stays as safe as it has been all summer into the fall and winter and beyond. I'm such a fan of that. And the best thing you said is that everyone has to practice good hygiene. Forget COVID for a second. <laughs> the worst, loves a good shower. I, I, yeah, no, like people don't shower enough. I, I think that we need more Dove soap, maybe dial. You know, sometimes I even get zestfully clean because you're not, you're not fully clean until you're zestfully clean, Eric. So thanks so much for joining us. What we want to do now is we're going to talk about, because you're having booming times in the Hamptons, we want to get back to the schools. Let's thank Eric and Dantastic Hamptons. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Dantastic Hamptons. Now, more, more real estate investing with Andrew Lieb. Schools, 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 Lauren. This school week started the schools. 
Yeah, school. This, I think you're saying school's out for out summer. Out for the summer. School's back, back from the summer. I'm changing it up. You're changing it up. So tell us what's going on with the schools, Laura. Well, it's been a very controversial time because some districts have five days, some districts have hybrid, and some are offering remote, and some are saying they're offering remote, but I'm hearing a lot of complaints that the remote is not good enough. But we're seeing a very big divide amongst everybody, and it's really Well, Lauren, did you see this clown in William Floyd? He's trying to go to school. I'll bet you uh, (laughs) uh, he got, got, I think, arrested now for, am I right? Did he get arrested? Thursday, yes, he was arrested. (laughs) He got arrested for trying to go to school. And I'm betting this clown probably missed school before, like when there wasn't a COVID. And well, that's why I'm calling him a clown. I don't know. I, I would like to know. I'm guessing. I, right. I don't know. So for the people who don't know, a high school senior in William Floyd High School was basically protesting. No, but check, check out his name. You need to know his name because that makes it even better. His name is Maverick. <laughs> Maverick. No, no, that's like you couldn't have named the guy better to be the Maverick. No, that's- this was his big fame. This is exactly why his parents named him Maverick. So apparently he wanted to attend school five days a week and the district's doing a hybrid model. And so what Lauren was saying is, and it's true, some districts are doing full-time. Some are doing A and B days. Some are doing remote as an option. It's all over the map. And his school wasn't doing five days. And he goes, I want to attend five days. So he arrives on Tuesday and first he's given this five-day suspension. You know what the genius does? He goes back on Wednesday (laughs) and was told he's going to get criminal charges for trespassing. Apparently, he has this goal to overturn the school's hybrid plan. And here's my favorite part, Lauren. My favorite part wasn't even him. You know my you know what my, my crack is, right? You know what my crack is? No, please. Reading share. people fight on Facebook. And oh, if you yeah. went to the article in Newsday, half the people were going, This kid's a hero. And then half the people were saying how much of a nincompoop the Maverick was. This is the great divide. So I'm just gonna give you a little thought. This is just a thought. You can disagree. But you'd be wrong because I'm always right. (laughs) Okay, Andrew. No, I am. I'm always right. So particularly at home, Lauren, just remember that. So here's... here's, You want a cookie? I do want a cookie. I like cookies. Chocolate chip. So here's the thing. I believe that elementary school, junior high, and high school is primarily about teaching people to comply with rules. I think that's the primary purpose in socialization, but the primary purpose isn't to learn algebra. I think the primary- I mean, you should know basic math. No, there's things you should learn. Like earth science is good, but if you know what type of rock it is, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference in your life if you're like, that. that's an uh, insignious rock. Like, like, I don't think it makes much of a thing. Like, I don't, uh, you don't need to know the shale. Like, it's okay. Like, it's good to learn this stuff. And I think when I dissected the fetal pig- it didn't matter that I put a Tic Tac in its mouth. Like, it had stinky breath. So I, I think that what you do in elementary, middle school, and high school, for that matter, what you generally do when undergraduate is about learning that life has rules. I think that's the whole point. And a lot of times you're sitting in school and you're saying to yourself, why are you teaching this? Why are you teaching this? This is stupid. This doesn't apply in my life. And it's stupid. And then the parents complain that, why are my kids getting taught this? I'm never going to have to know this information. We saw this nonsense with the Common Core. There was the people for the Common Core and the people against the Common Core. I think people just like to fight. They like to complain. Yeah. I like this. I don't like this. I like this. I don't like this. Anyway, my point is when I send my child to school, I send them there to teach them 
Life isn't fair. What does that mean? You can end up having a group assignment and be paired with a nincompoop and get a low grade. Life isn't fair. That happens to every kid. You have to right show up at a certain time and you have to leave at a certain time. You have homework assignments. You have to learn things you don't care about and learn that you have to care. You have to play well with others. Like I think these are the goals of education. Like the goal is to learn how to exist in society. And the irony is Maverick being a Maverick decided that a Maverick being a Maverick. I like that decided that he wanted to go to William Floyd because he has a right to five days of education. But the whole point of education was to learn that you don't have a right to five days of education. And I'm not telling you that he shouldn't want five days of education. Like I have children. It would be much, 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 much better to have the schooling just for the childcare aspect of it. Parents, let's have a heart to heart here. What we really care about, let's just be honest, is that there is a system in our society to take care of our kids for a long period of the day. I just, I want to put it out there. Like all these parents that are like all into education with their kids didn't go and get college degrees <laughs> and they didn't get master's or doctorate degrees. And to tell you the truth, when they were in high school, they were the people skipping out underneath the bleachers smoking a doobie. And so I'm just telling you who these people are. Not and everybody. I'm generalizing. Okay. Here's the point. No, no I'm, I'm telling you what's true, Lauren. And now they're fighting an uproar that my kid desires five days a week and they're being disingenuous. What they're really saying is I need to get rid of my kid for five days a week. Or they're saying I have a job and I have to go to work and I have nobody to watch my kids. I didn't say why they want to get rid of their kid. Sure. I didn't say they, they don't like their kid. Their I just saying they must love them though, but they want to get rid of. Them. But let's be honest about the truth here. The truth is that they want someone to take care of the kid. And just so we're clear, I too want someone to take care of my kid. I'm with them on that. Like I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying own who you are. It's not like they're like the education model is not right here. Like the. People that I knew were the craziest were the biggest fighters about Common Core. And I'm not saying Common Core was good. It was about rote learning, which is about memorization, not deductive reasoning. And there's flaws in that educational model. I'm pretty apt on this whole learning thing as we run an online school with digital training called Leap School. So we do training all the time. And I, I, I'm the course curriculum writer, so I draft course curriculum. So I get that. But at the end of the day, they like to complain. If you haven't read this Facebook stuff, I have some great quotes here. And this guy, John, wrote on Facebook. I'm just going to read his quote. And just so you all know, when you write on something on Facebook, you're giving me the freedom to just read what you wrote. So, hey, that's what you do. So thank you for giving us content. All right. So anyway, we told you that last week. So we were mm -hmm. telling you John. that how does media come up with this stuff? We troll you on Facebook. So here's what John wrote. The only thing it's going it, doing is hurting his chances impossibly getting into college if he chooses and possibly later in life when he starts looking for a job. All any HR person has to do is Google his name and this will pop up. I just want to stop there because Lauren is in charge of sure. our hiring and uh -huh. she used to be a recruiter. Yep. Tell him how it happens. Okay. I see this. I see defiant. I do not want employee to be defiant and I'm going to put that resume in the garbage. So I want to make sure you're hearing me. Before you make yourself a martyr, and that's what you are doing when you're trying to get yourself arrested because you disagree. I'm not telling you not to protest. I'm not telling you not to run for office. I'm not telling you not to put things online. I'm fine with all these things. I'll bite on the online stuff. I'll make fun of you on the radio. But when what I'm telling you to do is don't get arrested because when you get arrested, especially when you're a high school student... You now have a Newsday article that explains you, what was the word Lauren used? Defiant. Do you think any employer is saying to themselves, 
This is a defiant one. I'll hire them. Yes, I'm an employer. I have rules. I'm going to encourage the employees that work at the organization to break the rules. I mean, that's me being sarcastic. No. Every employer wants someone who's going to fit in. And sometimes we've had great employees over the years. They've been smart. They've been dynamic. They've been real earners. They've challenged us. But they made friction. And when someone makes waves, they're not good for the whole. They might be good for the individual. But what you're telling people, I was was thinking about this. Thank the Lord that there was no camera phones when I was in college. Yes, we would not be here today. <laughs> like, like in the social media stuff, you, That's, we live in a different world. You were telling you're me- You're canceled. You were telling me about a podcast you were listening to the other day about how, oh, I, I forget what it was, Lauren. She, this, this actress was telling about how she's a private lady and with all this new social media. Yeah, she, she everybody wants to know everything about her and some- Who celeb- was it? I can't keep the... It was the girl from Nashville, right? Oh, yes. Raina, my best friend, Raina. Um, she was a star of the TV show in Nashville. She was just saying that she works 16-hour days and she has a child and social media was everywhere. And, you know, when you have people looking at you, some celebrities are using outlets of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as a place to share everything about themselves. But... You are in high school. Kids are different. There's bullying. There's terrible things that go on, and it's there forever. And so it's there forever. That's what you need to know. And there's just rules now, and we have systems, and the systems are changing. Lauren and I decided to go all remote because we're really terrified of risk. We we manage risk all the time. And fortunately, and we're the luckiest people in the world. My mother, Grandma Carla, is a retired teacher and she offered to supplement the uh, remote learning. Maybe we wouldn't have done it if we didn't have Grandma Carla. Not everyone has a Grandma Carla and Grandma Carla and Spencer are best friends. And then we have our younger kid and Grandma Carla can help with the younger kid. But we have people on A day, B day. We have people that are doing remote learning. The remote learning I think is less frequent, but here's what I thought was really interesting, Lauren. Did you read the start of this week? I think it was Sunday night. I saw an uh, article that said three districts in Long Island were postponing the in-person learning. So imagine you have a job and you have children and you're sending them to school because I, what I tell you the reason everyone's sending people to school for, let's be honest, childcare. So you, you're planning on sending them to school. You got to go to work. And Lauren pointed AKA that out. socialization. Okay. But Lauren's pointed out just to be clear that you might have a job and that's why you need the childcare and that's legitimate. And we need a society solution for people. If you've noticed working moms have been actually the hardest hit by this pandemic because they, it's been disproportionate. It's been terrible for working moms because they've been given up their jobs and their careers in order to take care of kids. And that's another issue that I'm not even prepared to go into today, but what I am prepared to go into is the issue. You plan to have your kids at home. The school finds out that there is someone with COVID. The school closes. You know, that's why they do the A day, B day, because if one cohort gets closed, they want the other ones to still go. What happens if tomorrow you wake up, it's Sunday night, you wake up and the school is not taking your kid? Do you get fired if you don't go to work? What happens about your job? Can you just not show up the next day? You know what's cool about me? I own a law firm. And I have an employment lawyer named Morty Yankovich that works right next to me. And I said to Morty, Morty, jump on a call with me. I want these answers. He's now ready. Hold on. Let me grab Morty. Morty, 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 Morty. How are you, Morty? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me on again. So my big question. He's thanking us, but we want answers. I got got questions. I have kids. They're going to school. It's Monday morning, and school's now closed because of the quarantine. What are my rights? So there's there's an outbreak at the school. I don't even know if it's a quarantine. It might not even – your kid might not even be sick, Morty, but the school says, hey, there's a reason your kid can't come today because of COVID. Do we have rights? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm concerned about this, too. I mean, three kids myself, um, knock on wood, they should stay open. But, yes, you're right. It is a real concern. And the answer is, yes, they have rights, and they need to they need to know what their rights are. Well, first of all, they should see if there's a potential for them to be able to work remotely. If they can't work remotely, then find out what your employer's policies are on sick and vacation leave, and if it's applicable to that type of leave. And if that's not available, then there are there's federal and uh, and New York State laws that um, New York New York City laws that potentially could help. New York City, you can you can take um, up to 40 hours of, of paid sick leave, also in Westchester County, and federal law, um, you you can uh, you can take um, time to uh, up to uh, up to 12 weeks to uh, to care for a child if uh, if their school closes, but you don't get your full pay. And under New York State, there actually is the law does not uh, provide for any uh, paid leave when there is a school closure. So let me just unwind what you just said. First of all, I thought you said something that was brilliant, I, I, that a lot of people I know, was, I, know, I know that was a lot, Andrew. No, I, there's just one thing that you really said, and I, I think it needs to be emphasized. Just because your kid's home doesn't mean you can't work. A lot of jobs you can work remotely. So before you start saying, like, yes, there's jobs, like if you're going to be a bus driver, it's kind of impossible for you to bus drive remotely. Yeah. But there's jobs that you work from a desk, and you can work from home. So you should first do that, is what you said. Secondarily is forgetting laws, you should say to yourself, does your employer have a policy? What is their policy? Do they have it written in a policy manual? Is there a form? Is there something I need to know? And then what you said, which I thought was so interesting, I said, while New York State doesn't have a law, there's a federal law, and there might be county laws like in New York City and Westchester, and you should know your rights. So are you telling me right now, before the kids, before the kids have a problem, before they are closed unexpectedly, Every parent out there that has a job needs to find out their rights from their employer or an employment attorney because this is going to happen. Yes, they need their ducks in a row in advance. And from an employer's perspective, what happens? I just, I'm curious if I don't know what the rules are and one of my employees doesn't come in and I needed Sally to be there today. I say, you know, as Trump says, you're fired. What happens if I say, (laughs) you're fired? You can get sued. So employers, <laughs> employers like need to employers Dude. need to know the law. They have to make sure their policies are up to date, and they should contact employment counsel to make sure that's all squared away as, as soon as possible. Not not after um, they get a uh, they have an issue. So I just need everyone to know that this Liebcast is now. You can get sued. You can get sued. You can get sued. So I'm so I'm so with Morty on this that everyone needs to figure this out today, and that's why we're proud to say that our friends at the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Element Real Estate underwrote this segment because we all want you to be prepared. We all want you to be protected, and please, please take our kids. Thanks so much. We'll be back with you next week. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.